Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.33 in Edmonton. Just before we go to Drew Remenda on our River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, i got to get back on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We just had Darcy McLeod on. He talked about numbers. Uh, he justified the coach's decision to play Nugent Hopkins with McDavid. David said that they were overwhelmingly productive. Sort of inferred that the Oilers weren't lucky, but also that Edmonton did a poor job defensively and they didn't get enough stops. Um, lots of different perspectives. This one says, Bob, I don't care about analytics. I never cared about analytics. I care about what I can see with my eyes. And what I saw was a lackluster effort. The worst thing about the effort the Oilers gave is that they all saw the work and commitment that their captain made to this team to come back from injury. And it looked like they made no attempt to reciprocate it. Again, you can text us, text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Um, uh, one more thing. Hey, Bob, on, on, on the uh, Brandon Sod goal, Koskinen did get across the net in time, but Sod's shot was deflected over the top of Miko's pad by Russell. If Chris doesn't put a stick on the puck, it wouldn't have cro- gone across the blue and either out the other side or Koskinen stops it. Another D-man deflection in front of the goaltender, and the goalie gets blamed for not stopping it. Goaltending cannot be evaluated by numbers alone. Otherwise, Fear would have never won the Vesna or represented uh, Canada internationally. All right, let's bring aboard Drew Remenda, who is not the king of analytics. I think that's fair to say, but but, but he's coached in the NHL before, and uh, we have some. Hey, we gotta. Did we ever tell a story about? Uh, we gotta have some fun here just to make everybody laugh about uh, about uh, dr- uh, driving through the mountains in. Uh, oh, like like with you and Wayne. Yeah. Oh my. Okay, so here's here's the story. Okay, so we have to, we're going from Chicago to um, uh, out into the desert because Mr. Cates is having all the orders and the team to uh, to his go- to his place for dinner and golf, right? Yes. So we have to land though in Anaheim and bus to Palm Springs. Um, we go so it, it's a it's a long day and it's been a long night. We land yep. in Anaheim, we get on the bus, and Wayne being Wayne. Wayne ties with us, and Wayne being Wayne comes with the media guys, okay? You and Wayne sit up at the front. It is now 3 in the morning, 
We're not going to get to Palm Springs until 4 in the morning. And we're driving through the desert in the middle of the night or in the middle of the morning, and you and Wayne start in on your conversation. And the conversation is, starts with, well, when did he get drafted? No, well, he, no, he, no, he played in junior. He played for New West in junior in 85, and he got drafted in 86 in the second round. And Wayne would be, no, 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 he got drafted in the third round. And you and Wayne go back and forth for an hour, easy, going on and on and on. I'm sitting way at the back because you know how I'm very talkative after a game, not very talkative, period, except yeah. for when I'm talking to you. And... It goes back and forth. You go through every draft from 1980 to 2015, and you're arguing back and forth about who got drafted when and who got drafted. Sitting back there with Ty, and finally, we acknowledged, and I, I couldn't take it in my words. Would you, too, just shut up, bleep up? And went, what? And I said, well, you know, oh, you guys, back and forth, you're drafted. Just shut up, it's the middle of the night, just be quiet. And then, <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> oh, Drew, we lost you there. Can you move to a, just a, 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 a specific spot in the house, or it sounds... How are, we, uh, we, how are we right now? We're, we're good right now. So okay. uh, you said, shut the blank up, you guys, it's 4 right. o'clock in the morning. Uh, right. And, and, what, and what got... You, go ahead. You, you kind of tear into me, okay? Like, we've had a lot of arguments. Um, but we are each other, but you tear it to me. I'm just so well. Why don't you shut the bleep up? And by the way, when you drafted, and, and I said, Wayne starts to laugh. And then you said to Wayne, Well, Wayne, you weren't drafted either. <laughs> it's like it's four o'clock in the morning. I got to storm into the, that great hotel, that great place. And I'm ranting and raving, gee, those two, gee, re, 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 and you guys still wouldn't let her go for crying out loud. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was funny. And you're right. We, we started off, I think we started off on like the 83 draft with Lawton and Iserman. Lawton exactly going number one. I remember that. And I just, I just like Drew, you don't, for the listeners that are unaware, like Drew, like Louie, when Louie gets upset on the bus, everybody knows. Drew, take, you're a little bit more internal, you know? And uh, because yeah. you because you practice martial arts, I'm a little bit leery of really engaging with you. But hey, here's here's one here's one for you. I think I just actually came back from kickboxing. I forgot. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the ring, the boxing ring that we have at my dojo here in Saskatoon, is the boxing ring that Dave Semenko and Muhammad Ali fought come on. back in. Come back on, serious. come serious. on, serious. That yeah, is hilarious. My, my sensei bought it. My sensei bought it after that, and it's in it's in my dojo. Anyway, I, was, I, know, I, know. I believe that was from 1983. Yeah, but yeah, but anyway, you and you and you started a lot in Eisenman, and Billy Drago's name came up, and Barry Beck's name came up, and this guy's name came up. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, ironically enough, uh, we do have a lottery today, and we didn't want Edmonton to be in the lottery. Uh, we wanted Edmonton to take care of things. I don't know if you just heard uh, Darcy McLeod, but he ran a lot of numbers yep. by us, and he ju- he justified the coach's decision to stick with Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, saying they just killed it in terms of the caliber of offensive opportunities that they had. You're not necessarily the most analytics-driven guy. Um, how distressed are you by the Oilers' loss, and how do you kind of equate the overall season? 
I, I broke it up into two. I looked at the season and how they played and how they grew, and then I looked at the the five round qualifier. Um, David Staples, you know, you're a frequent guest of yours on the front of bread. His his yeah. numbers crunching that he was doing too regarding chances um, that the Oilers had versus the Blackhawks, the saves, etc. And listen to your your analytics guy. Um, I also think you have to have the eye test, though. And we know what Ryan Newton Hopkins, Kyler Yamamoto, and Leon Draisaitl did together. Now, yeah. here, let's 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 qualify this first off. I'm a guy who was part of a coaching staff that lost 100 games quicker than anybody in the history of the National Hockey League. Dave Tippett <laughs> coached over 1,100 games in the National Hockey League. Dave Tippett knows what he's doing. Okay, I am uh, I am a poor man's uh, excuse to say, well, Dave, if you're asking me, you know, um, my dumbass. I'm watching I'm watching the game and I'm thinking I'm, these games. I'm thinking to myself, you know, they just need another winger that that could score for them. And then I thought, hey, dummy. You were talking to Bob Stoffer about three years ago after the playoffs and suggested they trade that guy because he's playing on the island right now. So let's, let's just qualify that. But at times, I can be a moron. Um, so when I look, well, it's true. You know that's true. So when you look at the when you look at the, the to me when I look at the series, the team that was playing better and their team that that got the saves. And their defense that didn't make any mistakes. And I know, thank you, Captain Obvious, were the team that was that won. The Oilers did not play near in the qualifying uh, round like they did as the season wound down and, and abruptly stopped because they were playing really good hockey then. Yeah. So I break it up into I break it up to two, and I don't really want to overanalyze too much about losing in this series to to Chicago. But I will I'll say this that the top two defensemen. It, it, that you look at as far as Minnesota, Darnell, and Oscar did not have a great series yep. defensively. Um, Ethan Bear shows a lot of promise, but he played like a rookie and was schooled a couple of times. Um, uh, by the way, I, I agree with your with your last texture talking about defensemen and wanting to put their sticks on pucks and shot block that close to a goalie. Drives me absolutely crazy. You know my, my rants on yes. shot blocking. I think you're right there. Um, and also, I think the defensive lapses and the lack of saves at opportune times. Daryl Sutter used to talk about, you know, save percentage. He used to look and go, eh, save percentage I don't care about. It's when do they make the save. Uh -huh. And I don't think you've got enough timely saves. I know we got enough timely saves um, from from Miko or, or Mike. Did, uh, okay, I, I know that Jack and myself did not, we might have a, a, we had a little bit different perspective on the center matchup, but I don't think we underestimated the Hawks because of Taze, because of Keith, because of Kane, even Crawford, we thought it was possible he could steal a game, but was Chicago better than you, uh, than you may, yeah. they beat Edmonton twice. Now they beat Edmonton twice at the end of successful road trips for the Oilers and you go to Chicago and get a day off before the game. You know, Chicago's a pretty good city to go to. Um, Very. But was Chicago was Chicago a better was was Chicago a better is Chicago a better team than people think? Yes, they're a better team than people think. Caves played like Jonathan Caves of old. But here's one, Bob, and, and you, this doesn't surprise you because I remember you bringing it up um, in that first trip we went to Chicago. I think we went to New York, Chicago, right? Yep. Um, Kirby Doc. 
Do you remember that conversation? Do you remember that yeah. discussion? Oh, with Eddie Olchuk and Troy Murray yep. and you and me, and yep. we're all standing. And I'm like, I'm telling yep. Well, I, 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 I said this guy's going to be the best player out of the draft. And a couple yep. guys and looked at me and rolled their eyes. Yeah. Um, I think most of us did. I think we're standing there, and most of us did. But uh, after Troy Murray, I remember Troy Murray mentioned something about it. And, you know, I, I, I knew a little bit about Kirby because of playing in Saskatoon. Right. Um, with the Blades. But... Your again, and you and I have had this discussion and an argument or whatever you want to call them, debates regarding a lot of players. You're you're a very positive guy when it comes to this young player. Kirby Doc was an unsung hero and a game Cox, in my opinion. And I remember you bringing up that up back in October that you watched this kid and he really has grown. He really was a difference maker. And the Oilers didn't have enough of those guys uh, like Chicago did. Chicago had difference makers. Orders had good players. So Kirby's in Saskatoon. He's basically got to do it by himself there. They even made a couple trades that weaken their yeah. team a bit. Uh, I think yeah. they moved, you know, and and I remember watching him against Prince Albert, and he was basically a one-man band. Jack Hughes is on a U.S. national development team that's an all-star team. He's playing with a bunch of other great players, and they're walking everybody that they play against because, you know what, if you grab the, the 10 best Canadian juniors and put them all on one team, that team would be pretty good too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm, yeah. but, but, you know, Chicago, by the way, I'm told the Rangers were going to take him number two if Kako was gone. If New Jersey had taken Kako, I was led to believe the Rangers mm-hmm. were taking Daka too. Uh, but whatever, in Chicago, let them know up front they were taking him. Like he knew he was going no later than three. But can you speak like Connor's kind of, you know, you, you got Connor and Leon, they're kind of learning things on their own. What does it mean to have a kid like Doc in an environment where he was kind of a one-man band when he was in junior, but now he comes to Chicago, and he's got he's living with Brent Seabrook, who was a leader for their team, Drew, and then he's got Jonathan Taze, yeah, teaching him. Well, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I know I hate it when I refer to the San Jose Sharks, but I think it's apropos in this situation when you bring in a guy like Logan Couture as a rookie from Ottawa. 67s, and you come into a team that has Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, um, Danny Boyle, a lot of good leadership, a lot of great leaders, a lot of guys who have been in the league and done some really good things in the league. Danny Boyle, Stanley Cup champ, Joe and Patty, and uh, Joe Pavelski there as well. Um, you've got you've got those those core guys. You learn from those core guys. You get to be around those core guys who have been through it, done it, and done great things, and you learn how to be a pro. You learn what it takes every single day. Bob, you and I have talked about this a lot. What it takes every single day to not just be who you are, but be better than who you were. And and this is one thing that Leon, I'll never forget this from from now on until my end of days. And I know I'm on the back nine, but the, I asked Leon this year, how do you go from good to great? And he said, well, he said, in some situations, you've got people you can learn from. He said, here, we kind of had to do it on our own because we were all coming, we're all young together and we're trying to get better together. And he said, I learned because I had work on my strengths all the time. And I said, you mean your weaknesses? He goes, no, no, your strengths. You've got to know what got you here. You've got to know the kind of player you are and you've got to perfect that. If you can get as good as, as you can be at that, at your strengths, you're going to be a great player. And he said, you know, just 
he said, you watch me in practice. You know, how many times in practice do we see him put the puck in his feet? You use that backhand pass. Get to his spot where he works on that, that shot of his for the power play. He works on his strength. And you play Taves, Keith, Kane, Seabrook. You've got people around you, if you're Kirby Doc, that you can watch, you can ask, they'll teach you, they'll talk to you, and you've got people that will help you get better and help you perfect your craft. And I think that's, that's what Kirby's been able to do because he's been able to sponge off the guys. Logan, the orders, to be fair, Connor, even Taylor, even Jordan, even... Uh, they've had a... Drew, you're breaking up again. I think I, I, one one final one for you. See if you can okay. move to uh, one final one. Just okay. scalpel or sledgehammer for the Oilers in the offseason. Scalpel. Scalpel. Scalpel, okay. scalpel, scalpel. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good things. You you can't dismiss the regular season. Dave Tippett said they overachieved, and that's a good thing. That's what you want as a coach. That's what you want as a player. Scalpel, and and I think you know the one thing that that you look at, you cannot just ignore the regular season, how well they played and how well they played as a team, and a lot of growth that you saw, and then think they lost in five, let's blow the whole thing up. I think that would be a mistake. Drew, uh, the Chiseler, who's my former roommate, okay, yeah, from thirty-five years. Yes, he has texted me to say, I heard you and Wayne, I uh, heard you also filled in, Wayne, about all the finer aspects slash establishments of Palm Springs circa 1987 and all that it had to offer. Is there any truth to the rumor, Bob, that you broke 90 at the Bighorn? Well, no, that did not happen. <laughs> Drew, thanks for your time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man. Awesome okay, stuff. We'll Turn talk again. All right, all good. That's Drew Remenda. We'll take a timeout. It's 150 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 153 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Royal Pizza's Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza's offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of over 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. To this day in Oilers history... On the state back in 1989, Sam Gagne was born. He was the Oilers' first pick, sixth overall, uh, in the uh, 20, 2007 NHL draft. Sam ended up playing 542 games for the Oilers in two different stints. He had 317 points. Became kind of a bit of a, almost a little bit like Matt Henricks. Uh, over the course of the last uh, year and a half before getting moved to Detroit, uh, the Oilers needed to move the money out to get Andreas Athanasiu in that trade. Um, tomorrow we will tell you that we'll have Mark Spector on the show for the horses in horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing industry. A reminder, you can bet on HBI. 
betbet.com uh, to watch the races, which are currently taking place. Limited attendance out at Century Mile. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight, and uh, we will tell you that uh, some uh, some of the topics that will occur will be an Oilers postmortem, which is what we've done today. The draft lottery result. Uh, if the Oilers get the number one pick. Well, uh, Twitter will blow up. Uh, it will also blow up if Pittsburgh gets the number one pick and if Toronto gets the number one pick. Should blow up if the Rangers get the number one pick because they've moved up a bunch too. Um, but anyhow, if the Oilers get the number one pick, uh, Ken Holland will be on tonight with Reed. Uh, we will tell you that uh, Ken Holland is expected to do an availability tomorrow, and we will have Ken on Oilers now tomorrow. Corey Hirsch, a uh, huge advocate for mental health, uh, will join uh Reed Wilkins on tonight's show, as will Jordan Baker, a longtime Alberta Golden Bears basketball star who uh, has subsequently, I think he was part of the Edmonton team, I forget the name of the team, but they won the Canadian Basketball League Championship over the weekend as well. Again, tomorrow uh, we will have Ken Holland on the show, Mark Spector for the horses, and Horse Racing Alberta. And Reed Wilkins and Jack Michaels and Brandon Escott will have our playoff picks, and none of us did particularly well in round one. I got four. I went. I got four right. Three in the West. Obviously, took the Oilers to beat the Hawks. Didn't get that one right. Um, and the only series I got right in the East was the Islanders beating Florida. Uh, out of the high desert of Northeast Colorado, Val has emailed it in to say, "Bob, thanks." Or not to the flat cap. Almost nobody can take a sledgehammer to their team's problems. It's going to be a scalpel or butter knife, maybe. I would assert to you that it is my belief that the Maple Leafs are going to be active. Very, very active. Uh, regular texter to the show, Fear of the Fin, the San Jose Sharks fan, uh, Phil, who went to Stanford, says, Bob, I thought Edmonton and Chicago was a play-in series. Keep hearing the city that it was a play-off series. Only eight teams in the, each conference make up the playoffs. No. And I go, well, Phil, to the letter of the law, you sure are right. And that's... Uh, <laughs> that's just the way it uh it's just the way it is you're right technically speaking uh that is it mark says scalpel 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 anybody who thinks we need a sledgehammer is an asshat the team is on the cusp they will learn from this or they won't if they don't learn from this they aren't who i thought they were that one comes to us from former defenseman mark i'd like to thank all of you that took time and, and we got literally hundreds of texts i didn't have a chance to get to all of them um i understand the frustration and I empathize with the fans. Uh, the players are going to be frustrated because it was in their control and their destiny. Uh, again, I'd look at the overall body of work, not a tough one-week part of the schedule. There's lots of room for improvement carrying forward in the organization. It's going to be intriguing to watch. And thank you for making us part of your day. Again, Reed Wilkins tonight at Inside Sports from uh, 6 until 8. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I. Have a magnificent Monday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.